0: Hello and welcome to the December edition of the Conversation. I am Cam Fusil, and I am joined by. Hi. Hi, that's Josh Ingram.
1: Tiz tiz tiz.
0: Well, that was special. Okay, <laughs> we're going to go through a bunch of different philosophical phrases and catchphrases, and maybe we'll do sort of a blitz issues debate discussion
1: it's always a fun time
0: okay here why don't we do this um i'll give you a couple just phrases you analyze them and then we'll talk about them all right okay uh... Hmm. A-, a couple of these are sort of fill in the blank like you end the sentence Okay. All right. So this is very um, off the cuff, as in you don't think about your answers much and you just develop them from there. All right. Finish this sentence. My biggest concern for society is...
1: Hmm. Repeat it. Cheater.
0: My biggest concern for society is...
1: I would have to say jobs. Probably. Steve Jobs? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, definitely.
0: (laughs) Okay. um, Why?
1: Obviously, it's a big issue, and it's playing a large, very large part in today's economy. I I just think that's probably the main issue. I can see that. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Now, are we talking about? Are we talking about um, just domestic within the United States, or Anything. all around the world? Okay. Anything
0: ever? Okay. Because okay. they're not all political. Here, I'll give you one that's not. Okay. Color affects the way people feel.
1: Color, um, definitely. I um, I took communication applications in eighth grade, and we spent a whole uh, six weeks on completely advertisement. We went through how a lot of uh, fast food places will use the color red because it's scientifically proven that when you see the color red, you're more likely to crave food um, than if you were to see another color. I mean, that stuff is scientifically proven. So
0: It's fascinating, course, isn't
1: it? Uh, definitely.
0: I I kind of did the same thing. Last year I took a class called Digital Imaging and Media, and it was largely Photoshop and all that, but it has sort of a business tilt to it and so we learned about all the colors and how they're used in marketing like you said about red um, being used in sports cars and the fact that blue is very very seldom used in the food industry yes so that sort of subliminal advertising is really cool to get into i don't know if you've taken psychology or anything
1: no i'm i'm wanting to definitely yeah, I, I thought that was probably the most interesting thing I learned all through middle school was what I learned in comm Very interesting class.
0: Yeah, I'm taking comm right now, and I don't find it interesting. I find it horrifically dull.
1: That's because the the teachers at our school are not the, uh, the
0: best. Not only uh, that, uh, it's, it, since it's a required class, everyone in the school has to take it, and I, everyone in our school is not worth
1: speaking to. Well, when you take it in middle school, you find the people that are eager to take it, and there's a very, very good teacher um, at my middle school, so was a lot of fun. Awesome. Yeah. Hmm.
0: It's also difficult whenever you have a class like that because there are people who don't try, and I don't even know why they come to school. And you get stuck in groups with them. Right, and I mean that makes it so much more difficult for the teacher anyway.
1: Yeah, and for you because you're you're stuck picking up their slack and trying to get a good grade. Definitely.
0: Okay. Yeah. The next one is if I ruled the world Can get finish it.
1: Oh. <laughs> if I ruled the world. Ooh. This is a touchy question for me, Cam. Um <laughs> let's see, where should I go with this? There's a there's a variety of paths I did, could take. Did you have this.
0: a bad experience as a child when you were in charge of a country?
1: No. <laughs> no 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 no. <laughs> um, if I ruled the world I'm not going to give a hippie answer and say we need world peace and more vegetables um, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to say if I ruled the world I would probably become president and teach others how not to be morons it's that's that simple. That's
0: good. yeah if I ruled the world ice cream would only be used as a punishment because I'd I find nothing more stressful than ice cream.
1: Me either. You it's, can only eat it at a certain pace.
0: Exactly. And then Brush everything's it. hot outside and it's melting and you don't want to be all sticky. and
1: It gets all over your hands and you're like, oh, crap. And it's
0: never worth it. I know. Okay. Oh, I well, now, that, now that we have two people stressed out over ice cream. <laughs> uh, the next one is... Real love is not the stuff of pop
1: songs. Oh, um, definitely not. Have you heard any pop songs lately?
0: Yeah, Katy Perry
1: and Kesha. You don't even have to hear the song, just get the title. Yes. What was uh, that
0: uh, Britney Spears one? Like uh, I don't know, Rub It Against Me, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: That, that's that's true love right there.
1: Definitely. Oh. Britney Spears, ooh! Don't get me started on 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 Britney.
0: Do you have a do you have a special message for her or a problem with her?
1: Not a problem, more of a, a disappointment. She had she was given such a, a good life and threw it away.
0: Huh. Okay. This... Um, it, it, it sort of leads into a commercialism thing, don't you think? Definitely. I mean, given the fact that. I was talking about this to someone yesterday that when we get to high school and you know every 15-year-old tells the other 15-year-old that they love them when they're 15, <laughs> most of our experience and ideas of any sort of crazy affection like that are based off of the movies we see and the songs we hear where everything works out. Right. And it's really and not like that.
1: Well, no, but... Most of the time. Most of the time. But you also have to think that, um, those songs we hear in the movies that we see also do play a very large influence into it because that is, um, I mean, you remember our friend Shaw last year, he was the one that was very into pop culture. And you have to think that is a very big part of our culture because that is what influences, uh, what we listen to, what we watch. And so it does influence our lives in such a way that, um, it can have effect on our decisions, and so i I don't think that's necessarily what love is all about, but i I believe that music and and those movies can play a very large impact into how we feel hmm.
0: Do you think that do you think that it hurts culture
1: um I don't want to say hurts because there's some of those that don't like it, but then again, there's some of those that that live by that stuff, and so I just want to say influences.
0: Okay. Um, oh, Who could be our next one? Okay, ill health begins in the mind.
1: Ooh. Sometimes.
0: Yeah, I mean, there have been studies that show that having a better attitude towards something can help how you deal with it. Right,
1: and my grandma is a living example of that. She has a lot of health problems. Um, But basically the majority uh, of what depends whether she's feeling bad is what kind of mood she's in. If she's in one of those... um, She lost her husband and a very good friend of hers within the past few years. So um, when she gets upset and starts thinking about them, she tends to say she feels bad. But then when she's around the family and in a good mood, she says she's never felt better. It's a lot to do with mood, but at the same time, I think sickness can be purely health.
0: Um. Do you think that it it's not just how you deal with being sick? Do you think it maybe leads into, because you do criminal justice, do you think it can play into maybe a serial killer?
1: Um, serial killers, probably the most, to me, the most interesting subject that's out there. I've gotten more kick out of that subject than anything else. Um, there are some of them... Each serial killer claims that they know nothing different. That that's how they think. It is a choice to do uh, what they do. However, it's not always a choice for them to think how they think. A lot of serial killers truly do have deranged minds, and mainly sociopaths, and uh, and just psychotic people with uh, you know deprivations from when they were children. They do think like that, and they do think it's better to kill people, yet it's always their own choice to do it. So I don't think someone can claim insanity as reason for their actions. I highly disagree with that. You don't
0: like that in the court system, you mean? No,
1: not at all, because it's not insanity. They, they still do have jurisdiction over their actions, and they are taught the right and wrong actions.
0: In every case, you mean?
1: Um, majority with I, I, I mean there's always going to be those few exceptions out there but I mean for majority it's it's never really insanity it's always their choice hmm.
0: okay that's interesting uh, the next one is the world is a smaller place today
1: Um. definitely we have social networking that keeps us um, keeps it I don't want to say lets us talk to distant family members because we don't a lot of the times we just have them on our Facebook wall, for example, but I, I do think it lets us keep in touch with them, um, keeps us posted on what they're doing. So definitely it's a smaller place because you can keep in touch with a lot of people that had you met them and not, kept in touch with them on social networking, you would have completely forgotten about them.
0: But I think the side effect and all too often abuse of that is that it's a smaller world because everyone is in their own little world because yeah. everyone's world ends when their phone battery dies.
1: Exactly. And I think that's a very big problem in today's society. People have forgotten how to um, just stop to to up the roses. I mean – Nobody everyone is so caught up in the advanced technology, nobody wants to enjoy the simple things that led to all the uh today's innovations.
0: Right. The simple joys of life and real relationships. Even with friends. Mm-hmm. I mean as someone who's moved cross country like sixty two times now, um you can't continue a relationship with just little text messages. Talking on the phone. Um Web chatting, that's a, that's a good thing. Yeah. It, it, should be, it should be an accessory. It shouldn't replace real-life relationships. Exactly. Hmm. I agree that no, no one does Facebook their grandmother.
1: No. My grandmother has, if you gave her a computer, she would be like, what is this? She doesn't know what a computer is, so she definitely does not have a Facebook
0: well, I have two grandparents here who are. Well, they're not. They're sort of my grandparents. And they're awesome and on Facebook and actually cool. Like, they both have iPhones. So they're wow. sort of the exception to the rule.
1: <laughs> my grandma, if you gave her an iPhone, especially one with Siri, um, she would just talk to Siri all day because yeah. it'd be like a new friend for her. Black magic. Yeah.
0: My grandmother's on Twitter. Beat that.
1: <laughs> wow. I don't like Twitter. Why? Um, I don't know. I I used it, and I, I, I made an account. I used it for about two weeks, tried it out. Nothing really caught my you know attention. I just never really grasped to it. I can see that. Yeah. Hmm. So,
0: um, what's next? Well, we have a couple more, but we can do those another time. Just talking about... Sort of what you just said. Uh, Facebook changed recently. Have you checked out the timeline thing?
1: I did. Um, <laughs> my mom brought it to my attention. She went to check my uh, my brother's Facebook wall, and she was so confused. So she's like, what is this? And I was like, I don't know. So my sister had to sit down and explain it to us. I think it's a very, very neat feature.
0: Yeah, it sort of replaces the wall. And the way it's yeah. laid out is efficient because it uses right. both
1: sides. It's confusing, though, at first look.
0: Oh, I haven't done it yet, but I, I'm warming to it.
1: I haven't, I haven't transferred my wall either. I've just looked at others.
0: Yeah. But, you know, Facebook changes and everyone freaks out, and then they're fine in three days. Yeah. I saw an article a couple days ago, and it was talking about Netflix, because if you remember, a couple months ago, they split their service of streaming and DVDs, and they hiked up the price and a bunch of people stopped paying for it. Right. And in the time between then and now, Amazon has sort of taken over, at least the streaming part of it. And yep. Netflix is basically dying. Yeah. It, best
1: buy things. Or not Best Buy a Blockbuster. I mean
0: Yeah, they're they're dead too.
1: Yeah. How do you feel it, about streaming? Um I mean, it's a form of business. It's getting people money. I personally, I don't think it's a job market that is ideal to look into just because, um, you know, it started off. Blockbuster was like the best. And then Netflix came along and they had their big feud. Blockbuster, and Netflix, Blockbuster died. Um, Netflix is here. Amazon comes along Netflix is dying. It's just, it's changing so fast. I don't think it's an ideal job market to go into.
0: And Speaking of jobs, Blockbuster has employees. Blockbuster has stores. Right. Netflix doesn't. Yeah. Amazon doesn't. And as we become efficient, I think we're killing some of those markets.
1: I think what's kept Netflix alive, as long as it has, um, you know, it opened its its variety up to video games as well. And um, if you have Xbox and Xbox Live, you can... Um, order Netflix through your Xbox and uh, you don't have to have it mailed to you it just goes straight to your Xbox you can watch it right then and there and I think that's a big part of what's kept it alive and you can get it on your iPhone and all that good stuff.
0: I saw um, they were even drawing, I don't know if they're still doing this but a couple months ago there were a few shows that had gone off the air and they were going to bring them back but only on Netflix, like the yeah, original they shows
1: They did that huh. Um you know, all my children went off the air, but uh, they brought it back on Netflix.
0: Do you watch any soaps?
1: Um, no, I I have watched some just because my grandma was addicted to uh, General Hospital. Was addicted? And... What?
0: How do you get unaddicted?
1: Uh, well, no, no, no. she was. She is still addicted. I oh, suppose.
0: So am I. I've watched it every day of my entire life since I was born.
1: Really? Yes. I Best I
0: watched
1: it at her house, but I, I never hooked on to it. I, mean, I like it. I just never hooked on to it. It's amazing. Yeah, I, I like the people on it.
0: And um, when's the last time you saw it?
1: Oh, it's been years.
0: Uh, well, they're going to kill two really important characters. Oh, no. Do you remember Lucky? I do. Yeah, they're go- well, he's leaving the show. I don't know if they're going to kill him. They brought back the original actor for Lucky, who was much better. And he got, like, every major storyline. His kid died, his father went crazy, and he got, like, the best acting, acting part of it. And he was crying in half the scenes. And he's leaving the show because it was too much work, and he did too much acting.
1: So do you think this is a a good thing with the other guy coming back?
0: uh, I don't know if they're going to bring back the other guy. I think they might just... Um, have the character leave and go to Ireland because his wife died, who was from there. Okay. But it, it sucks. I mean, why would you yep. leave an acting job because you had to act too much? Right. But that, That's g- pretty disappointing. General is the last ABC soap that hasn't been canceled.
1: Yeah. Which I, is I do really bad. Well,
0: Well, yeah. I mean, there are, what, maybe three or four soaps left? There's not a whole
1: lot. I mean, of course there's Desperate Housewives, but... That doesn't count. No, not at all.
0: As far as Everybody. daytime shows, there's Young and the Restless, General, and maybe two or three others.
1: Yeah, not a whole lot. No. Well, now that we've gotten uh, so far...
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> it's always a good subject to go into.
0: Um, well, do you have any little phrases or anything you want to talk about
1: huh um
0: I can do one while you're thinking if you want
1: I'll, I'll get I'll give you a usual okay you have three wishes
0: Ooh. okay can I be totally selfish
1: can be okay can't well, say you won't get a wish for it but it can might. be
0: okay well I'm gonna have two different lists I'm gonna have a real one and then a fun one
1: Okay.
0: A real one would be, number one, care for cancer. Number two, Perfect. every other disease. Mm-hmm. But that would come after. And then, number three, intelligence and better school systems everywhere and less poverty.
1: And your fun list?
0: My fun list would include none of those things. My fun list would be... Mm. Skyrim? (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Um, That I could somehow be involved in Harry Potter everything ever. Oh. Number two, that I could eat as much as I want without any visible consequences. Oh. The best thing I've ever eaten is a steak and cheese from Cape Cod. Because we have a house there. And it's amazing. It's beautiful. Best chicken <laughs> cheese you will ever have.
1: And I'm not a steak person.
0: No, it's like it's in tiny little pieces, so it's not like steak.
1: Mm. Oh.
0: And yeah, well you don't eat anything.
1: <laughs> That's true.
0: And the third one would be for my the battery on my iPhone to never die. <laughs>
1: Wasn't this just the person that was talking about how people's lives ends when the phones die, and how you should just put your phones away and stop and smell the roses?
0: Playing games are different. No, no, pictures uh, of the roses. I meant that for music, actually.
1: Ah, so so you you know, I can
0: do things without listening to people.
1: Got to sniff the flowers.
0: We can talk about music for a couple minutes. Are you into any uh, artists recently?
1: Um. Well, you probably know I'm a very big Frank Sinatra person.
0: Yeah. Uh, you were singing. <laughs>
1: uh, hush. Actually, um, uh,
0: I can I can probably cut a little of that and include it at the end of this show.
1: No, 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 no. That's okay. <laughs> uh, I I do very much enjoy the Dave Matthews Band very big fan of theirs. And uh, and other than that I'm just open to to all sorts of jazz and um rock and, and pretty much anything except maybe polka. Yeah.
0: Well tell tell everyone what you're into that you're a drummer.
1: That that's true. I am a drummer. Yeah,
0: so there's sort of that influence. Yeah. Okay, so we talked about soaps Because of their drummer Yeah, we've talked about soaps Drums And a bunch of different phrases
1: Death penalties Or was that last one?
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, we can talk about death penalties That was the last one
1: I, I can't remember if that was the last podcast Or this one That
0: was the last one
1: Oops, I just love death <laughs> penalties so much Can't stop talking about it Oh, I know uh, <laughs>
0: Okay. Well, we did in the last show, because I had Devon on, who's been in debate as long as I have, uh-huh. um, we gave little stories about our experiences in debate, because everyone's had funny things and bad things and good things happen, but the bad ones are more fun. So Definitely. do you have any uh, funny stories about your
1: experiences in debate? I would like to hear yours first while I think of mine.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, okay. I'll do a couple. There was a girl who we went against. This was when I was in Rhode Island. And everything was a partner debate, and this girl just happened to not have a partner. I don't know what happened. And so you call that going Iron Man. And her hair looked like a peacock because she had about 60 different colors in it. <laughs> and uh, she lost. And then she cried, which was not good. <laughs> so, yeah, don't make people cry. Um, That's most- my up. The next one, here, here I'll name drop just for people. When I was in Rhode Island, there's a guy named Chris Chafee who was on my team. And during practice debates, which we would just do in various classrooms, I once saw him rap an entire rebuttal that rhymed perfectly. Um, I saw him do a case about school dress code being nudity. <laughs> it, it, was, it was a very fun year. And the other one was halfway through a round, actually right before a round this year, um, the first round of the year, we were against these little newbies. And you could tell because they were about three feet tall. And you know how when kids are young and you try to put them in a suit, they're always blue and they always look like the kid's a sailor because there are gold accents everywhere? (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Well, they're these two little... The sailors, they walk up, they step off the boat. And they start talking to us. And I forget what the resolution was. Oh, yeah. It was about airport security after 9-11. And so my partner, Tristan. Was this year. Yeah, that was this year. And so it's my Tristan. Par- Tristan, yeah, he's my partner. He started talking to them because, I don't know, he was trying to see if they were, like, little geniuses or just morons. And so he starts talking to them. And they tell us that they believe that nine eleven was a hoax that was planned and implemented by the government.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Needless to say, we won that round somehow.
1: <laughs> somehow, just by a complete miracle. Yeah,
0: they, they thought that it was just enacted by the government.
1: That is ridiculous.
0: Halfway through the round, and this, it was weird, the round took place in kind of a science room. They wrote on one of their notebooks and held it up to show us. And it said, we are noobs. (laughs) And in one of their speeches, which was about a minute long, they told us that they personally spoke to the TSA. They didn't speak to the TSA. There's a bad habit of this that I'm sure anyone who's ever in debate has seen. And there are certain people, I won't mention anyone we know from debate class last year who moved halfway through the year, but... People make up statistics. They just make them up. I don't know how. I don't know how you go in there and tell the person that 52% of Best Buy customers prefer... I hate it. I don't know how you just make up facts. I know. The only
1: only time I would ever make up facts is if it was like an extemp speech and I could not find any facts back my point I'm trying to go across, so I just make up something. But I mean, I pretty much wing all my speeches anyways for example, extent, so it's okay.
0: Oh, that's good. <laughs> Alright, your turn.
1: Um, <laughs> there, there's some funny ones. <laughs> you know most of these because they're from class. Um, we, of course, have Ronnie Ortiz <laughs> who during a game of charades last year uh. what was supposed to be sticky by acting like he could not pull his hands from the front of his pants <laughs> that was a that was a kicker um <laughs> we had charles jackson um uh, our our little star football player who fifth best in the country the- or something wasn't he one of them, he gave uh, an extemp speech, <laughs> something about turkey or something.
0: It was something about, like, the different types of love, and he walks in there, and he he gave us a little recap afterwards, and he's like, well, there's mama love and daddy love and turkey love. Oh, God.
1: <laughs> there's nothing. About uh, why he was in debate, I will never know. Me neither. Uh, he uh, do, was you have great. Any,
0: do you have any debate stories that are actually during debates?
1: Yes. Um there, there were a few rounds last year you didn't get to go to. One of them I was against a... a this girl is about three feet. Um, she was a bigger girl. She was dressed in all white with pink polka dots. Just very flamboyant, I guess you could say. Um, you probably remember the topic. It was about uh, juvenile detention. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, she w- Her whole case, she was neg, so her case was supposed to be around somewhere seven minutes long. <laughs> Instead, she went about a minute and a half and stopped, said, I think I'm done. I don't really have anything else to say. The judge was like, okay, I go up there, and I tear her case to shreds. Um, she gets up, and her rebuttal speech to me was... Well, he pretty much attacked all of my arguments, and he's pretty much right, and I do agree with what he's saying, so please urge a negative vote. That was her rebuttal. (laughs) Surprisingly, she got up, and she was like, you know, great debate, you know, just being friendly. I was like, okay, at least she's not a sore loser. She's being nice. The judge told me, she gave me disclosure after the girl left. She said, you know, you won that round. And I was like, thank you. And she's like, it's not like you didn't know that. And I didn't say anything because I didn't want to be rude. Um, But then I walk out and she was from Klein Oak. And I have a lot of friends that are on the Klein Oak debate team. Um, I talked to them and they're telling me that she was trash talking me saying that she ripped my case to shreds. And that she was just an awesome debater and that I had no clue what to say.
0: That's original. I,
1: ooh. Um, let's just say when I got the ballad, I showed my friends at Klein Oak, you know? I, I definitely told them different. It, it it was one of those things that really made me mad. And then you saw me face that Asian guy with the, the judge from Spring, remember? Um, he was a complete jerk, the judge. Uh... I'm trying to think. You have to remember this guy. I think so. He was the one that was just a complete jerk. And through... I won the round, but through that the other guy's case, he was being a jerk and just, like, looking at him like he was an idiot. And then, like, he stopped us in the middle of the debate. He's like, um, if you're just going to say something stupid, you might as well not even say it in your case at all. Like... What a jerk. Like, you go up there and give a case. Yeah,
0: there are some judges judges who are really entitled. Like when they write that they're contract judges or that they used to be in debate. Yeah. There was this guy who did uh, one of my rounds with Tristan a couple tournaments ago. And he used to be in debate and he used to do our event. So I don't know if he was just lost in nostalgia. But he voted the exact same side on... Every round that he judged in one day because he agreed with that personally, which isn't how debate is supposed to be run because you're supposed to judge how people debate, not not the side that they're forced to run.
1: You go with an open mind and you pick the side that provides the best information.
0: Exactly. So he – I mean I already have a problem with that, but you you face people like that all the time. So – Yes, he's stupid, and he voted that. But my problem was that afterwards he started talking to us, and he was making all these, like, personal attacks on everything we said, and it was it was kind of loony. And then Tristan, of course, um, it doesn't like to be told he's wrong. <laughs> no. So uh, he kind of took on the judge for a while. but
1: uh, Of course.
0: I mean, for anyone who's in debate or going into debate, Mm -hmm. The most important thing isn't the evidence. And the most important thing isn't the suit you wear that day. It's the ideas that you go in with. Because when you're in the middle of crossfire and someone's throwing a question at you, you're not going to remember what J. Edgar on 2005 said. You're going to remember your contentions and how you actually feel about an issue. So when you're going to write a case... Don't Google it and do evidence. Write down your ideas. It doesn't matter if it's structured. But debate because you're debating, not just because you're sitting there.
1: And, and you know, as we said, you compete in public forum, which is a, a two-on-two debate, and it's um, it's based off of mostly uh, of factual things, like you can use hard facts for your evidence. No. With me, I compete, you know, in the Lincoln-Douglas, and it's supposed to be very philosophy debate. Um, So you go up there, and your case will be full of philosophy, and during your rebuttals, you're just, you know, throwing out this philosophy. And the other guy, all he's doing is reading these statistics, yet the sad part is the one reading all the facts and statistics is usually the one that turns out winning the case. Um, It's morphed into more of a, a CX thing where it's, it's no longer philosophy unless you're at a UIL tournament. It's it's all what kind of facts you have and how they prove against the other person's facts. It's like a one-person um, public forum.
0: Yeah, it is. But um, what you said about public forum, I don't know if it is supposed to be fact-based. But we've but never is. we've never run a fact-based case. I don't like facts. I I mean they're okay, but they should be used in a tertiary fashion. So we use them at the end of a contention to sort of support it, but we completely run on philosophy. And we find that you come up against opponents sometimes that you envy and that you actually enjoy debating. And everyone we've ever had with that has been philosophy-based.
1: Well, the reason I think you and Tristan have done so well is because um, you, you use philosophy, but you also do use facts. But you use it in such a way that all it does is strengthen the philosophy, and, and I think that's been a real, uh, real advantage for you guys.
0: Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've seen a couple of our rounds, and I've seen a couple of yours, and uh, your style—it's very clear, which is lacking in most of the LD people. Because I'm pretty sure some of the LD people have gone against live in caves and don't come out much. Yeah. And um you haven't done that. And I think it's cool because you started LD as a freshman, and I remember last year when I was a junior and I saw LD and I thought it was kinda of crazy and I never saw myself going into it. But going into it as a freshman, I mean that must have been terrifying.
1: Uh yeah. <laughs> I remember my first my first tournament. You know, there's four rounds of L D for prelims. I lost the first three rounds. I won the last round because the other guy didn't show up.
0: <laughs> I it remember was... that you lost almost every round for a couple of tournaments.
1: Yeah. yeah, it was it was horrible. And, and then I turned out at the end of the year winning second place at the at the Magnolia tournament. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, it just shows how how things can grow and how um, determination can really help you win something like. Uh, a case and debate exactly it's people say you know i can't write this case because uh that's not how i see it you know i don't like this the side of the case so i'm not going to be good at writing it. it's all about your determination if you want to write it you will i mean that's really what it is
0: this you just have to find passion and then you'll be totally fine
1: exactly um now, for those of you that do not know uh cami cakes here since see it's almost been two years now you have been my my mentor in in all things, all and, things yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's just say my grades weren't the best freshman year, so our debate coach pretty much pulled cam aside and asked him to be my my mentor. And so uh
0: he actually had negative grades in most of his classes.
1: <laughs> I, I wouldn't go as far as negative, but they weren't shining. <laughs> um they were a little dusty. I had to get the dust off. But um so he was my mentor, still is. I I quit debate after my friend because I, I didn't have time to, for it with uh, with my band schedule and all. But then I ended up dropping out of band for a number of reasons. And with Cam still in debate, that was probably my reason, my only reason that I came back in, <laughs> because I don't have Cam in there. And um, You're also awesome at debate, but, you know. But that's not the fun part. <laughs> <laughs> and so it, it's been a blast just getting back into the... To the LD atmosphere and yeah. uh, forgetting, I, I really forgot how much I procrastinated at writing my cases, and then I realized today I have to have a case on Tuesday, which I haven't even started on. So I forgot that procrastination feeling. It feels amazing.
0: I know. I haven't started on it either. I mean, <laughs> that's that's actually a good sort of a segue into the purpose of the show because right. it's not just for debate people to stroke their ego. It's I mean, that's why we have the Chronicle, is so we can talk about news. But it's just to discuss issues and discuss things that matter, not Snooky or whoever is dating who. It's so we can fill airtime and maybe put some sort of intelligence or thought-provoking discussion into someone's ears, even for an hour.
1: But I want to talk about Kim Kardashian.
0: Okay, lead that discussion.
1: Just kidding! No,
0: no, no! Now you have to lead the discussion. Oh,
1: I would never want to talk about that woman.
0: I don't. Didn't she get married or something?
1: Uh, yeah, and then she got an annulment because they were only married for two weeks.
0: Oh, that—that's true love.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> married them. Um, uh, then she's like, "Wait, I don't like you. Get a divorce. Wait, I want an annulment because I don't want to be known." by being married to you. And, yeah, so now he's saying he never had anything to do with Kim Kardashian, even though it's all over the news that they got married. He's saying he had an interaction with her. Uh Yeah. Stupidity at its finest.
0: Yeah, why do we
1: glorify these people? (laughs) Um, Don't say we, because I'm not a part of that nonsense. (laughs) (laughs) We Um, as a country. Because, gosh, that's one question you've asked that I can't answer.
0: I mean, Hollywood and following other people's lives, it's supposed to be a distraction from our own lives. But when these people are more stupid than we are, I mean, then there's just Just no fun there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous that we idolize such stupidity. I mean, we can do better as a country. I mean... Come on,
0: um, and it, it's sort of seeping into every fact of our life. Look at uh, look at our school right now. Look how the budget is distributed. We have right. about forty gajillion dollars in the football thing. We have like an NFL stadium, but the arts are failing, and debate gets no money. Yeah, why? Why should football? Why should seven moronic steroid munching Uh, idiots get 70% of the budget while the arts and things that advance culture and bring about a cultural Renaissance get nothing.
1: It, it really shouldn't. But the thing I would like to turn over is that, um, we're, we're starting to see the brighter side of things. I mean, I noticed it a lot this year, not even being in debate last year. If you remember our debate team was about six or eight people. Um, We barely represented at competition. We'd have to sit at the Klein Oak table so that we didn't look lonely and out of place. Um, It was pitiful. And when we would do well at tournaments, it was very, very seldom that we would get put on the announcements at school. Like, it it was just insignificant to to the, the school society. But this year, just hearing about it, our debate team has grown. And there's so many more people that we've opened up to. They're joining, and you hear it all over the announcements now. Whether we don't go to finals and whether we don't place, you hear if somebody advanced to semifinals because more people are getting interested, and I think it's slowly growing, but it's still growth.
0: Right. I mean, you're right. We had like 12 people on our team last year, and we have a totally different class just of debate ones this year.
1: I know. We 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 got
0: stupid freshmen. I mean, they're actually uh, intelligent. I've spoken to all of them a lot, and they're all really good.
1: I still have yet to really speak with Irvin.
0: Irvin I mean, is like, an LD guy.
1: I know. I, I, who
0: doesn't personally know our uh, debate class, Josh.
1: Uh, everyone knows Irvin. Of course. Everyone. He, he's, he's Irvin. Who doesn't know Irvin? <laughs> he's, like, he's like the Geico Gecko. Who doesn't know him?
0: Yeah, but they fired the gecko gecko
1: I say what what
0: or was it no it was the yeah. Aflac duck sorry
1: yeah that's right I'm gonna punch you in the face gecko gecko is that's my idol that's who I want to be when I grow up your idol is a
0: foreign gecko want to save you money on your car insurance only takes five minutes oh no 15 minutes to save 50 you- percent or more yeah there it is
1: um, you horrible listener I know oh
0: how dare I not follow it?
1: How dare you? You should be... You're you you you're going to be shunned now.
0: <laughs> That'll Maybe be I'll a one-way
1: conversation. Yeah, I'll just stop speaking.
0: For anyone who wants to know a fun fact, uh, the recording software that we're using doesn't need Josh's permission for me to record things he says. So, didn't we mention uh, Frank Sinatra at the beginning of this discussion?
1: You know what? I think I'm going to start speaking again. Because I um, did a horrible, horrible,
0: but very loud and passionate rendition of uh, one of Frank Sinatra's songs. <laughs> and I think I might just use a little... Yeah, I don't think the public wants to hear that. You know I mean, what we could do? I could cut it so that is our intro song for the rest of the show's history.
1: Are you kidding me? No. <laughs> I don't. I don't think anyone wants to hear that, Cam.
0: Why don't we have a vote? If one person in the planet tells me they want to hear it, then we'll play with it. Okay. Nah. Well, uh, do you have anything else you want to talk about?
1: Um, I would like to ask a question. Um, just a, an estimate: How many people uh, do you think typically listen to the, these podcasts?
0: I can check it out Keep talking Okay
1: What should I talk about?
0: You have the floor You have the ears of the planet Talk What do you want them to know?
1: When I was a little boy I grew up right next to Tom Sawyer He was a good man Taught me how to paint a fence Of course I never never Painted a fence But I know how in case anybody ever need their fence painted call me i paint your fence i know how just never done it before tom sawyer he paint that fence real good you ever seen tom sawyer paint a fence paint a fence real good i ain't everybody see paint a fence like tom sawyer nah nah ain't nobody paint fence like tom sawyer cam can you paint a fence like tom sawyer
0: That was the biggest waste of time I think I've ever heard. Um, We've had like a hundred-ish hits, but with the show we did before this, which is called Lampshade, we had about a thousand. So if we, once I put these online and we spread it all over the internet, uh, get some friends interested, we should have a fan base.
1: And we spread it like mayonnaise on a white boy's sandwich.
0: (laughs) And that's Josh
1: Ingram unedited. (laughs) So, uh, so, uh, is there anything else you, you think we should discuss?
0: No, I think we should make that the new rule that the first time you mention mayonnaise, we end the show. (laughs) Mayonnaise? Yeah, I think that's a good rule.
1: What if I mention Miracle Whip? Does that break the rules?
0: I hate Miracle Whip. (laughs)
1: <laughs> There's nothing miraculous about it.
0: It's It tastes awful.
1: <sighs> yeah. Ugh. As does worse to Shiree sauce.
0: You should hear my mom say that. My mom has a Boston accent. Okay,
1: I love your mom's accent.
0: And I have a uh. miracle whip. Okay, well, this has been the December edition of The Conversation with Cam Fuseville and...
1: His little Padawan, Josh Ingram.
0: I hate Cool Whip. And Cool Whip, Miracle Whip.
1: (laughs) Uh, And I do a dollop of daisy for every meal. Okay. (laughs)
0: Well, with that, we'll see you next time.
1: All right, toodaloo. Toodaloo.